0: hey you guys and welcome to another episode of the richello podcast yippee so um this week we're going to be talking about a very like emotional topic well emotional to me we're going to talk about how to handle loss of a loved one recently i had a friend of mine lost a friend of hers so she sent me a message and she was like um she was going through a tough time and she was asking how i okay um my dad is late so she was asking how i handled my dad's death because it was it was really hard for her that she lost her friend so i'm going to tell you what i told her but well, before that i'll just give you a backstory of what happened like how my dad died and everything and um pardon me if i cry like it's, it's a very emotional topic for me so i just hope it really helps someone out there because i think loss is something we don't really talk about everybody's scared about mentioning death nobody wants to talk about death because like nobody really wants to um no one wants to how would i put it no one wants to agree that not agree no one wants to come to terms with it's hard to come to terms with the fact that life is not as um infinite as we all think and we can die anytime I think it's a topic that is not really talked about, but I'm going to be talking about it <laughs> because I'm just going to be telling my truth here. Um, okay, so in 20, 2010, my dad... Um, okay, my dad is my superhero. I loved him. My I'm clo- I, I used to be closer to my dad than to my mom. We're super tight, super close, and it was... Anyways, let me just go on. So he... He was having pains, and when we took him to the hospital, they said he had ulcer. So we started treating him for ulcer. We we paid and we got drugs, and we started treating him for ulcer and for it like almost a year. But it kept on getting like it kept on getting worse. So the first time we took him to a hospital in Port Harcourt where I live, that's UPTH University of Port Harcourt Teaching Hospital, and that was where they um, diagnosed ulcer. But um, when it kept on getting worse like after almost a year and this also was just not going we went to nmpc because my dad works in nmpc or worked rather he works in nmpc so we went there and um they did another checkup and okay why we didn't go to NPC at first was i i can't even remember but i just know we didn't we, we should have gone at first because i think they give a free pass to their um workers like you can just go there. Anyways, we went and then they said my dad has stage three colon cancer. Cancer stage three cancer of the intestines. Um both his small and large intestines were infected with the cancer virus. That's I think the um, medical name is um I keep on saying M and um sorry. The medical term is adenocarcinoma so he has stage three cancer now if you if you know something about cancer and it comes in stages yeah, stage one two like stage one is the least like that i think it stops at stage five i'm not sure but like stage three was already really advanced so we had to start we're working against time we had to start um battling more like we took we um why do i keep saying um we Sorry, let me get my words together. So we started. Um, oh God, (laughs) we bought medication. Sorry, we bought medication, and uh, we started giving my dad um what they call those drugs, those ones that helps boost your immune system, something viral drugs. I can't remember. I was I was like 11 and it really hurts me because my dad was always throwing up he used to be so strong my dad was those kind of dads like he was so he was we he was everything he used to tell me and my brother stories like i remember when before okay he got transferred to Benin from port harcourt but before that every night when we came back from school we would sit down after eating and my dad would tell us a folklore like a story the tortoise all the flow clothes that you know my dad told them to me tortoise and the hair warriors going like my dad taught me to dream Really, he used to tell us all these very fantastic stories about warriors going to some faraway land. And my mom was the strict one; she was the she was the one that beat us, the one that disciplined us, the stricter one. My dad was the lenient one. My dad was the one that would carry you on his neck, tell you stories. My dad never beat us even if he beats you like even he would just spank you and then he come and tell you sorry <laughs> he would come and tell you sorry and he never ever ever spanks me i was daddy's girl i was the definition of daddy's girl anything i wanted my daddy gave me uh, he practically spoiled me like i was that close to him i could uh, he, my dad was an engineer so at the point in time, I even thought I was going to be an engineer too. I used to tell him everything, like we used to gossip. I'll come back from primary school then, and I'll tell him about these girls that talked about me, or just stuff that I you normal know, girls do with their moms, but I did with like my dad. So we're really close. My brothers were the ones close to my mom, so that was the background. So um things just kept on getting worse the cancer didn't seem to be going one time like that i came to when i knew it was really bad was when i was having it was summer summer of 2011 i was in abuja um with my cousins just for the holidays and my mom sent. she called me that i should start praying that my dad was rushed into surgery and that he's he's going to he's he's undergoing a surgery now they want to take out the um cancer virus they want to cut like they have to cut off part of his intestines so i was so scared god i prayed and prayed okay the cancer the operation i mean it went it went it was okay they because they cut off his small his small and his large intestine so when my dad used to eat he couldn't eat well like he would eat like he used to eat like eight times a day and very little portions because there wasn't space like his stomach had how would i put it the operation they had to take out his small intestine and i think that affected the size of his stomach because he couldn't really um hold food so i was that, at that time i was 11 my brothers were eight eight right yeah three years difference so they really didn't understand much but i i knew all i could think about was that my dad was dying And I kept on praying. I know how much I prayed. I was, I prayed. I used to cry in the night and pray and pray and pray. So that year, like from August, my dad started getting better. It was such a miracle because he said, because every before he used to be so weak, he would get tired easily, but now he could walk. Like, I used to follow him on his in quotes exercises, he would just walk around the compound and he couldn't do all these things before because he was always lying down but now he could he even started eating a little bit more than what he did he was even talking about going to work again but th- my mom wasn't so psyched about that so she made another um appointment with an like in india my dad was this was this was like august october august september october shah oh no knew <laughs> it was almost at the end of the year so we made plans to take my dad to india in february of 2012 just to make sure everything was okay and the virus wouldn't come back oh because my dad also went through chemotherapy and radiotherapy so he lost all his hair which was sad my dad used to be a hippie (laughs) he was my dad had he pierced his ear (laughs) He had, he had a pierced ear and he used to keep his afro so he lost all his hair which I knew made him sad and I used to tease him about it just so I would laugh and um, it really made him thin my dad is tall but he had body but now he was just tall and thin so we're hoping that um, like with the improvements in his health he would get back his body and maybe through a stroke of luck his hair would grow, up, grow back because he was done with the radiotherapy and chemotherapy sessions. So that's how he continued. Though, December, he started getting sick again like just little by little cold here. He'll be coughing. We didn't really think it was serious. Now, I think that was the time there was his full subsidy issue because I was meant to go back to school in January. I went back to school like this school in Abuja so I traveled from Port Harkos where I lived to Abuja to come to school secondary school then and um they postponed the resumption date so I was just to stay in Abuja for a while this was in January on the 19th of January 2012 my i just felt throughout that day i was just feeling somehow you know when you just get this feeling like something is wrong somewhere but you can't really put your hand on it so that's how it, it was for me then um my uncle in the night got a call and he left the parlor he came back later called his wife they both left like they drove out of the house and i, I just kept on feeling something was really wrong at home so i started calling my mom she wasn't picking my calls then uh i called my mom with one of my other aunts numbers because i didn't have the phone then <clears throat> when my uncle came back i could see that like something like you know when something happened and it's just written on your face i was like what's wrong what's wrong did anything happen is my dad okay is my mom okay my brother's are they all fine they like yeah everything is fine i should not worry i went to school and i didn't even talk to my mom on that resumption day because her line kept on being unavailable and that was the first because my dad would always like he never missed my resumption day he would always call me but i just said maybe it was network or something i didn't really want to believe that anything was wrong so i went to school then like middle of the term like okay no before that my visiting day i called my mom she peeked and we were talking and i was like i want to talk to my dad then she said my dad is is not feeling very well and he's sleeping That she doesn't want to disturb him and but i mean, i was like but I've, not, I've not talked to him for a while that like, he wants to talk to me she just wake him up and she was like i know i shall let him rest that like, he has been really tired and i left it being she now told me i'll be coming to the village for my um grandmother's burial because my grandmother was ill in the last year in november i didn't even know she died but she was like, yeah, yeah yeah she died and i'll be coming for the burial my uncle come and pick me then i can see my dad and i was like okay finally yes good okay so my uncle came and picks me from school later in the term this was around like march so we traveled to the village when we we're traveling we got news that my mom's car tumbled into a river something they had an accident but it wasn't serious nobody was really hurt this is just backstory though we got to the village and when we got there um i was wondering why like my dad's car wasn't anywhere because my dad is a very fast driver and he normally reaches before my mom well my mom came though and then she was crying and i was asking her what, what happened why is she crying and all that kind of things and she said Okay, at first I thought it was because of the accident. Her car was scratched She had an injury on her head even my brother's too And I thought that was why she was crying and I thought that she didn't worry that when she bitch and eats she'll feel alright And I was asking about my dad. She said no, my dad is dead <laughs> At first I was like, eh why 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 will you play that rubbish joke and i told her it's a lie and i went i went inside like i went inside our house and started calling for my dad and everybody was just looking at me with so much pity then i saw um because the carton would into the water right so they were bringing out some books from the car wet books and when i went to see it i saw it was a brochure for the burial of my dad i can't explain how i felt like at that moment when you know when you realize that um, this person is gone like gone gone he's not coming back it was the worst the worst day like the worst day of my life i um i cried obviously screamed cried 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 they all comforting me my mom was crying <laughs> So people came and said to me, I have to be strong, that I have to be strong, and um, I have to hold on, like now I'm the, I'm, I'm the first child, and I'm the only girl, so they were like that, now I'm all my mom has, they have to act like dad, I have to be strong for my brothers, that like if I'm crying, what do I want my brothers to do? And what do I want my mom to do? So I should stop crying and be strong. That's That was actually what people told me. And I was 12. 12 year old girl. So I stopped crying. I, I didn't like. I just tried. Because my brothers were crying too. I took them. Talked to them. Told them it was okay. We, cry, we cried a little together. They kept on crying. But I just kept on telling them it was okay. While the other village women were trying to console my mom. So that's how it was. The burial was tough things were just tough and that's I, I, I really tried to be strong I, I, I tried that. when I was crying I didn't allow my brothers to see and I didn't allow my mom to see they cut my mom's hair at the end the burial was over we went home and life continued in a way But me I, I i never got that chance to grieve so i was carrying all this anger and pain and sorrow inside me i didn't know who to talk to rather there was nobody for me to talk to not my mom because it really took a toll on my mom my mom lost so much weight i've never seen her that thing so, like she sometimes she just be walking around the house and she won't even know where she's going she'll just be walk. it was it was so hard to see her like that and my brothers needed someone like you can't just my mom practically went into her own head so i was trying to be their sister before i went back to school when i kept going back to school i didn't really tell anyone because i like i didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't want people to know yet but somehow the news got out and some of my friends came and told me or rather my friends in quotes that, why didn't I tell them my dad was dead? That they thought I was friends. You know, when you make someone's grief about your own, after this episode, I'm going to talk about things you shouldn't say to someone that is grieving because some people need to know it many people don't know. Like, I get that it's hard to handle that, and it's better that if you don't know what to do, at least don't do the wrong things because it came on we're making it seem like I'd done something wrong in not telling them that my dad, my, my father was dead (sighs) anyways i lost those friends i cut off a lot of people because i didn't want i didn't like i I always felt like if i talk if i open my mouth to say something i would just burst into tears so i i I wasn't talking much and I'm, i'm a bit talkative sometimes when i'm like free so my friends didn't understand this new girl this girl that doesn't talk much and is always on her own so i I lost a lot of them i don't really blame them though now i think about it we're 12 we didn't know better so and i was so angry with god above everything else because i prayed so much every day i know i see the prayer that god should heal my dad so i was like if god could take away the person that i practically loved the most what was the point like did god exist now i was going to a catholic school i missed i made sure purposely missed mass missed the rosary missed our angelus missed the liturgy everything i could miss that had to do be god because i was like what was the point of praying to someone that doesn't listen and i carried all this anger this pain this sorrow and i drifted from everyone even my mom like when she's crying i left it to my brothers console her because how could i console her when i wasn't consoled i don't know if you understand what i mean i couldn't well i didn't have the words i couldn't tell her it's okay because i didn't feel okay i couldn't tell her i couldn't tell her anything so it was mostly my brothers with her trying to console and all those kind of things me I was just always on my own and when I cried I mentioned once saw. So sorry, I would cry into my pillow and scream and scream and scream just silent screams though and I would write sometimes I write about how much I hated everybody and everything and how I wanted to die like my dad I was re- I was standing like I think not even standing on the brink of depression I was depressed and was as if no one, they all just said I was grieving. In my gesture okay, I, I also said failing because I used to be like first, second, third, fourth in class and I started getting things like 17, 19, so my mom was always shouting like what's wrong with me, that my dad is dead and I, I don't, I, I don't even pity her, that I, I want to make things harder for her, I'm failing my classes and all those kind of things. So in my gesture I I i we were having a retreat so i went to this priest and i was talking to him i told him what was happening with me and how things were hard and he told me that if i can't pray i should rise to god and tell him what i'm feeling that it's better than keeping everything in so i started writing I used to write. i used to i, used to, I remember i used to the letter like i used to, I used to head them as letters to someone because i was like does god listen so anyone that's listening just letters to someone and i'll write about what i was really feeling and how much it hurts year had passed and i wasn't still okay i didn't know how to be okay but with time i started writing i continued writing 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 and I talked to that priest and I cried like I think that was my first real cry in front of someone I actually sat down and I cried like poured out my heart told him everything I was feeling and I still get it better like I have in hindsight now I see that all those people were wrong telling someone That has recently lost someone that it should be strong is a very stupid thing to say. Like what's that you've you've lost someone you love? How do you be strong? So my advice to you if you're hurting from loss is that it's 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 hard, yes, it's tough, it is very painful, and there are days that you feel like it's like waves of pain, yeah. And there are days you feel like you just want to drown under that pain there are days you would actually drown under the pain and the next morning it will happen all over again because it's still hurting you and you don't know what to do but that's okay, it's fine it's, it's, it's normal you're allowed to grieve you're allowed to feel like take the time you need as, as long as you want as much as you need that space take it if it's doesn't matter nobody should rush that grieving process for you it doesn't matter if it takes you two days two weeks two months two years doesn't matter because losing someone you love it literally tears a hole in your heart it's it it's it's just like they just reached into your heart and took out a chunk you can imagine how painful it is and there are days you feel like that hole will never ever be filled But it will one day you wake up and you'd feel like it's healing you actually feel like it's healing and though no one can ever replace no one can ever and should actually ever replace that person you lost you loved and lost but there will be other people you love love is not it's not limited to one person. You guys, not because you loved one person, you can't love another person. Like the more you give love away, the more love comes to you, and the more love you have to share. It's like a cycle. So there will be people. There will be more people you will love. More people that will make you laugh, even if it takes time. But that hole will fill. And though it will leave a scar, I mean, wounds. That 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 kind of wound is is big, and it does it just doesn't disappear like that. It will probably leave his car but that's just evidence that he loved which is always a good thing I mean love is great and it's even if it doesn't feel that way at first trust me it's like they kicks the ground out like they kicked your legs out from under you and you're just on the floor wondering what's going on but with time you find your legs again and you would maybe you won't stand at first maybe you crawl first and then maybe when you stand sometimes you stumble one day you you'd stand you'd stand for a very long time without falling and there are still days i just think about my dad like i'm this is um six years now it's six years since i lost my dad and sometimes i still miss him like i'm talking about him now and i have tears in my eyes i still miss him like it doesn't take away the fact that i really loved him until he's gone I will always remember him. Always and that's what makes them live on. And I, I really believe in spirits and in ghosts. So I believe that he's somewhere out there and he can see me and I really hope he's proud of me. But it's kind of comforting to know that someone you loved and someone that loved you is watching over you. It's like your own personal guardian angel. Sometimes I even talk to him. I'm just like Daddy, um, I wrote this exam and i'm not sure how i did but i hope i do well for you like it's just an example and i do it sometimes and it's okay it's okay really take as much time as you want to grieve take as much time as you want to heal but don't give up on yourself you know it's not like one of my friends Abiola would say adibola you will be like today's not the day we stop fighting Today is not the day we stop pushing So you keep on pushing you keep on moving like you keep on striving and one day like even if you can't you've been drowning in that pain for Ages one day you'd actually learn to swim and one day you'd find sure And one day it'd be okay. You wake up one day and the Sun will just shine a little bit brighter than usual and you know you're on that path to um, healing but before that, it's take as much time as you need, loss is not something, I feel people downplay it a lot, like okay, yes, um, take as much time as you need, you know, or no, rather no, they will tell you be strong, be strong, but who is, if you are strong for others, nobody actually thinks about who will not be strong for you. I was told to be strong for my mom, for my brothers, for everybody but myself. I will and while I tried I tried to be strong for them. There was no one to be strong for me I did not have any shoulder to lean on. I did not have anyone to, to wipe my tears when I cried Because I couldn't even talk to my friends because <laughs> as I said before if I open my mouth I just felt like I would scream and scream and cry so most times I just let it go But I'm learning you know I'm learning and it's okay like I keep on saying it it's, it's okay don't allow anyone to make you feel less because you feel more I don't know if that makes sense like don't allow anyone belittle your feelings because it's more than they can handle if if, if you they can't handle that you are grieving and it's painful it's very painful just imagine it in your head they reach into your heart and just take out a huge chunk of it it's very painful <laughs> And everybody's different. Like it might take me two months to grieve. Take another person two days. Take another person three years. It doesn't matter. Like so, you can't rush that process. I Man, I- <laughs> honestly sometimes I, I just feel wish people actually had classes on how to deal with these things because these are actual life things that happen and sometimes you get tongue-tied you know yeah like you don't know what to tell someone that has lost another person like you really are sorry and you feel sad and i'll just tell you to be there now next episode i'm going to talk about what i feel people should do for people that are actually hurt them from these kind of things instead of telling them things like be strong be strong how will you, how like, How can you be strong? Oh, God, six years, my dad has gone for six years and I still feel the pain and you want someone that just lost someone day yesterday to be smiling. It's, it's the grace of God, it takes the grace of God for you to actually get over the pain, for you to actually find that strength you need finally to just know that you'll be fine. It takes the grace of God and some people find that grace later some people find it earlier but what matters is that you find it and that you don't give up on yourself and you don't give up on the world and you don't close yourself up from feeling other things because that person you loved is still alive in quotes, in your thoughts, in your words like in your hearts that person is still there, you never forget that person so that's okay too. i hope this helps someone this is my truth this is my own experience with loss. if you have anything to share there is a message box down so you can just leave me a message and or if you want you have any topic you want me to talk about leave me a message and i will talk about if it's if it's something i have um experiencing I will definitely share my thoughts and then we can discuss it further if you want <laughs> so yeah this was a long one it was i mean we really needed this time to talk about It's 15 minutes longer than my normal podcast should be podcast episode rather but i think it was worth it sending you all love sending you all kisses all those good things take care of yourself and